It isn't uncommon, you know. It's easy to get lost in the vastness of space. There's only yourself, your ship, your crew. You really want to head back out there, huh? Good evening, listeners, and welcome once again to Hollywood RX. The doctors are in. Dr. Adam Dooley and I are coming from two very different places, both dueling hearts of the apocalypse. I am, as you might hear, in the midst of an apocalyptic downstorm, while Adam Dooley is calling from the land of fire. <laughs> yes, everything is burning to the ground out here. Ash uh, they, is falling everywhere. They, they, they advise us to seek higher ground. We say, this show cannot wait. Oh, so, wow. Yes. This could be the last one. It could be. Mark your calendars. All right. Mark. So what are uh, we talking about tonight? Fill me in. Uh, I think you know very well <laughs> what's at issue here. We're talking about Star Trek Beyond, my friend. Oh, so much cinematic goodness to discuss. Well, why don't you uh, take the lead? Oh, man. Okay. So here, I'll give a quick take. I, I had a blast watching this movie. Um, I, um, I forgive it, I suppose, what might be a lengthy list of, um, foibles. Petty, 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 petty petty quabbles. Yes, and quibbles and quabbles, yes, all of it. Um, Tribbles. (laughs) That's right, petty tribbles. Oh my god, you're already better than me. What's happening? What is this? What is this with you? I don't know. No, no, it's Can we you. talk about the movie? No one wants to hear our, pro, our uh, personal uh, that's drama. That's true. That's true. Um, anyway, I I thought it was a great deal of fun, and um, I did too. I did too. I was also willing to forgive thing. it a lot of uh, a lot of things. That were just like, dude, come on. <laughs> yes. Something just like a little like. Uh, well, we can get into that now. We can get into the things we liked a lot and the things that kind of made us go. I really, well, you know what? Uh, in keeping with the well, I don't know how you're, what your feeling is on the last two. I I loved the first one, and I really didn't like the second one. Okay, uh, the so second... s- s- the reboot of Star Trek, the original J.J. Yes. Abrams reboot, was a thumbs up for you. And uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, that had uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in it, was uh, uh, a no a no bueno for you. That is correct. We are in 100% agreement there. I mean, I think that, that that second one, Into Darkness, had its moments, and I liked a lot about it, but ultimately, uh, ultimately, it left me cold. No, but this was, um, this was great. This, first of all, had, I thought, a much better sense of futurism about it. That, mm. that, that, that floating city. Yes, Yorktown. That, Yorktown, which I, I didn't realize was Yorktown for a while. I kept I thought they kept saying your town. <laughs> Whenever it came up in dialogue, I'm like, you know, they're headed for your town. I'm like, that's Earth? funny. What? That, aren't well, they yeah. it was either it was either crawl or an American band. Illinois. Um, yeah, heading to your town. That's funny. Yes, I agree with you completely about that. That um, 
Uh, that was my exact reaction to those previous two. Did did J.J. Abrams direct both of those? I think he did. He did. Okay. He did, but he did not this one. Justin Lin. Right. Although J.J. Abrams is still involved as a producer and so on and so forth. Oh, of course. And as far as the original series is concerned, I, I'm going to set aside Enterprise and Generations and, and the other series of films that grew out of both this show well we can use Star Trek films I mean I, I hands down feel like this is well, better well you're going than... to have to well you're going to have to why um, well because as, as a, you may have already forgotten they, they reference <laughs> they, 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 they pull out a nice publicity shot from one of them yes and uh, yes and that was a blown moment you know what to tell you the truth I wanted him to look, I wanted him. I wanted like that. When we get to the close-up of him scanning over the photo, it's you know. Yeah. I wanted. I wanted it to hold on Uhuru for a while. <laughs> oh wow! To like, you know, like Dude. give him a sense of wow. This is like the Uhuru that never was, and we wanted That's to really get intense. You know what I mean, like. Yes. And then, then when he comes back to her at the end, it's like. Holy that cow. That, oh man, we should just stop right now. Because that's, that is way up there. No, that is so much deeper than the level that they were working on. The easy go-to is, oh, Spock is dead. Oh, Leonard Demoy is dead. Boo-hoo-hoo. And yes, that's true. But we had that boo-hoo-hoo was well covered. And who he's in love with and how that's affecting who this version of Spock is. Him looking at who the other woman was maybe wondering if the ambassador and she had been together or not is a super rich vein even if nobody says anything at all but just by having the camera hold there uh on her rather than on all of them frankly looking ancient that photograph they couldn't have found a photo from like the tv series where they all look young and handsome and vibrant I was also wondering why they chose <laughs> the older version of the original cast. That seemed like an odd choice. And but... I believe that picture must have been from Star Trek, the motion picture, based on uh, based on um, <clears throat> the wig that Shatner is wearing that has a perm. His hair is curly yeah, in that, that was shot. The first one, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, from, you know, the whole Genesis storyline, which they reference in this anyway, don't they? Do they? Where did I hear I Genesis so. referenced? Oh, okay. So. Um, <clears throat> so, gosh, we've jumped way deep into it by bringing up the photograph. But, yeah, that was definitely a missed, I think now, a missed opportunity. And I, my hat is off to you. I am literally removing my hat for those who are listening and replacing it on my head. I like that. Okay, so... Um, so how were you on the the movies then? The movies that came from the original TV series. Oh, uh, you don't have see. to go one by one, but just as a whole. Oh, as a whole, um, and that's. I was never that big a fan. I was never a Trekkie. But right, right. The Neither was I. Came out like I liked the TV show, but it, like the sun didn't rise and set on it. Um, so the movies were like after a while became kind of silly. They still had like this 
this uh, cheap bigness about them. That's an, but, oh my god, that's an awesome way to put it. A cheap bigness. Um, yes, agreed. I think I saw the first t two or three enthusiastically. Yeah. Whatever, the search for Spock, I think, is the third one. And then after <laughs> that, I was, I saw them all, but Undiscovered Country and, um, you know, um, Trouble in Paradise. No, I'm just making up, I'm making up titles now. Um, <laughs> but yes, and, and, but the, the kind of hamminess of it all just eventually got to be too much. Um, and I think that the, I find that... I, I never got into that whole next generation stuff. Yeah, neither did I. So that's why I was setting it aside completely. I like the idea of exploring that universe. I think it's an interesting idea going different places with... And, and I actually was more interested in Enterprise, which was a short-lived Scott Bakula Star Trek iteration. Uh, Scott Bakula starring... Um, that was interesting to me because I think it was about the first years of that ship, not specifically the crew that we know, but the ship that we know. Um, I may have that wrong, but um, in any case, yes. I think the t TV show was fun for its time, but pretty much kind of junk. And uh, certainly uh, William Shatner is just a giant ham. Yeah. Leonard Nimoy... Uh, I always just liked his sort of quiet dignity as Spock and quiet dignity as a human being, actually. I mean, he was pretty cool. So I, I really dug that early cast as individuals and together, but I, and I had fun with them, but I didn't really... I, I, I'm fully open to really liking this new group of people and engaging with them. I don't know how much longer they'll be together doing it, but I... Um, now, let me ask you about that. Yeah. Did... When 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 the movie opened, I was very struck by uh, the haggard, the, the the faintest signs of haggardness on Chris Pine's face, and then again on uh, Simon Pegg's face. Did you also get, did you also get that? I mean, have those guys just been partying hard, or were they? <laughs> do you think made up? No, I mean, like were were the actors just like no, partying hard in between, or do you think it was makeup to? To, to drive home the point that right. between the last movie and this, they've had adventures. Uh, that's a good. Uh, that's a good question. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, certainly time is going to move forward on all of them, and um, sure. uh, I think that you are being you're being generous with your interpretation. I think it would be difficult to spend a whole movie making them up to look like they've had adventures. It's, well, yes, but in a lot of the action shots when they're moving around, we're not going to notice it as much. Yeah. As, you know, uh, the, if, if anything, the they, they, they may have gone to less effort as a makeup group, as a makeup team, to hide the evidence of their aging, which is probably what they've been doing all along. <laughs> I mean, a, a, hmm. a, a makeup woman is more likely to come in and try to hide the bags under your eyes. So if she just lets them yeah, show. I guess, right, I, guess, I guess unless you're doing like a, a Benjamin Button thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> to, uh... um, but yeah, I think they, they were starting to look a little, <clears throat> a little tired. But listen, that other group of actors, the original cast, played those characters for 20-something years. So I don't want to hear about it, Simon Pegg. Suck it up. What are you going to go? Go make another bad romantic comedy that nobody sees? A little, a little independent English, you know, twee little production of something 
that you pinned yourself. <laughs> no, you're going to stay here. You're going to do our, our big franchises, our Mission Impossibles, our uh, Star Treks, and whatever else we need you to do, and you're not going to complain about it. And do some writing, because you seem to be pretty good at it. I was going to say, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll let you co-write. <laughs> That's right. We'll let you give uh, you know, Scotty some real moments that another writer might have given to someone else. Preferably one that don't involve a, a height-challenged alien. I do not understand that relationship, and I do not care for it. I, I care for it in the Gene Roddenberry sense of diplomacy and whatever. But right, right, right. Showing that, you know, you know. We, we can, can all get along, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to see it otherwise. I do not want to. Um, <laughs> now, now that I've gone ahead and, and, and jumped all over Simon Pegg, I have to say, in my house, he is beloved. Uh, if he never did anything other than Shaun of the Dead, then that would be fine with us. He would be a hero. But uh, Hot Fuzz is pretty, uh, pretty well liked by us, as is... Um, is it the end of the world? I can't remember now. They had a third, yeah, a third the film. The world movie was, yeah. And uh, I think there were diminishing returns on those movies of theirs, but we generally like him and Nick Frost. And <clears throat> I like his work on um, Mission Impossible quite a bit. <clears throat> Simon Pegg I'm talking about. Sure. So I, I, did, I did jump on him because I have in my Netflix queue more than one movie that he's either starred in and wrote or just stars in um, okay, that fit right. the fit the category I was I was saying about. Okay, okay. okay. Right. He's not he's not gonna join the line <laughs> outside to, to <laughs> take, a, take a shot at you. Okay, you fair know. enough. I'm knocking on the door. Okay. Fair we enough. love you son. Uh, absolutely. So that having been said, I don't need to say any more about it. So tell me something you liked. Tell me a, a little something. I really liked the conception of those uh, aliens or whatever they were. Yes. I thought, I thought when Idris Elba comes back and when he leaves, when, he, when they look at his, his captain's log, I thought he had said that the native inhabitants of the planet had abandoned it, abandoned it, but that they had this great technology... And he was somehow able to merge with this technology and, and mm -hmm. feed off of other beings and, and, and somehow permutate into one of them. And Okay, yes. that's all fine. Where are the two million other guys coming from? Uh, I'm not what's sure. That, what's that story? Like, Those, his sort of, his version of minions, they all seem yeah. to be about, about three quarters the height of a normal man. Yes. Much as I am myself. Um, they seem to be about that tall and wearing those motorcycle helmet the oblong sort of, yeah. I don't know. I know that he also says in that captain's log that there were three of his original crewmates also survived. And I think those are the three other aliens that look similar to him but not identical to him. Um, for example, that Jayla fights when we first oh, meet her. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. So those, those are, he's not the only one using that sort of technology to prolong his life. But it's an awesome question, where are the rest of those guys from? I never thought of that. <laughs> like, hey, 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 who's the enemy here? It's like, I was waiting for the big reveal. Like, they're like, 
mutated Klingons or right, something. Right. Here's what they, they are. are. Badass. And and so then it ends up being just the guy. And I'm like, okay. It's like, it's like the Wicked Witch of the West, and those are just monkeys. And right. Just, it, you, you know, know what? That's, fly, fly. That is sort of what it is. If you Specifically, what I was going to say is they are the flesh and blood equivalent to the drones that he had, the, what they called the bees that would swarm. But, uh, but our guys can't fight the bees, like, hand-to-hand. So he needs a uh, on-the-ground version of that, a terra firma version of that to actually literally attack our heroes so they can have something to fight back against. Um, I didn't hmm. mean that necessarily as like a, that they were, uh, that they were mechanical in some way. I was just saying story wise, they're serving that same function. There seemed to be an endless supply of them. Um, and hmm. none of them are quite good enough to hit anything they shoot at. Maybe or, there were guys who couldn't get into the above ground. What? Or build above ground. Yes. Yes. Maybe they're the guys who didn't, uh, couldn't pass the stormtrooper test. So they were uh, redirected into the, the forces of uh, Idris Elba. Um, I, now, here's the thing. I had forgotten cast. I was trying not to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. It was two-thirds of the way through the movie until I went, oh, my God, that's Idris Elba. I, I, I knew it was somebody. I, I, could, I could tell from the makeup. <laughs> that's so funny. Who did you think it was? I don't know. But to be honest, no. But to no. be honest, I. <laughs> to be honest, all that kept running through my head was, please don't let it be a black actor. Please don't <laughs> let the bad guy be a black actor. And sure right. enough, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes. Well, that's uh, that's very funny. But by the same <laughs> token, uh, Jayla was also a, a, a proud woman of color. So. And, and uh, uh, well, Algerian, we'll call. I don't know. I don't know what her. Uh... She's Algerian. Oh, is she? Okay. <laughs> well, she's from well, Algeria. Algerian's the right adjective. But... Okay, I'm very sorry. Oh no! Now there will be a line. You know, <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> now you've done it. Yes. <laughs> Great. Now the terrorists will put us on the list. <laughs> the one thing too far, the one step too far that I took. Um. And that I, was a joke. I wasn't saying that Albanians are terrorists. I understand. I understand. I'm tempted to say horrible and inappropriate things, so I'm going to move on. Um, but here was the thing, is that I enjoyed his performance when I didn't realize it was him more than I enjoyed it after I knew it was him. Yeah. And I yeah, enjoyed I mean, it less the more he looked like Idris Elba, who, under normal circumstances, I love looking at. He is a fine-looking fellow. And I a, love feasting my eyes on him, but yes. I didn't really want to see him transform back into a person, and I didn't quite understand why it was happening anyway. So that, so that in the end, it's not, it's not Chris Pine punching a guy with a rubber, a rubber sock on his head in the final fights it's, it's so that he can do some real you know, acting work. But um, I suppose that's one of the reasons why it happened. Okay, so I, that I was a great fight, though. I have to say, I re- again, I like that conceptualization that had multiple gravity. I did too. I will say the following: um, that I thought I thought it was super fun. That's what that's the thing about this movie to me is it was just a lot of fun. 
as long awesome. as you as long as you again checked you know a couple of things but that's always the case um <clears throat> when the when the enterprise was breaking apart and falling to earth and so on and so forth they're falling to the ground there they had so much fun and i had fun with them watching the actors work their way through the set that would be tipped at different angles or mm-hmm. so that gravity was changing as they were going through it that this that the wall became the ceiling and the ceiling became the floor yeah. and and it looked fun and that that normal a normal corridor turns into a slide or an extremely difficult ladder in a sense yeah or a hill that you had to charge up yeah no that was excellent that was, that was <laughs> extremely well visualized and i absolutely loved that part of it and so i didn't feel like when they had the fight at the end that it took it to another level or beyond that i think they barely got to that level of inventiveness in their fight Fair enough. i am going to use as an example inception and joseph gordon levitt's fight in that hallway which was phenomenal in my head i feel like it was a single shot it probably wasn't but it had that feeling it felt so it felt so seamless when they did that um that i'm i'm i think fairly using that as a a a benchmark for them to live up to and i while i feel like the hallway the fights on the enterprise did meet that level i don't feel like the um the the fight at the very end did necessarily i i i still i still like that aspect of it and i thought absolutely also but yeah i i I like the whole the the whole thing the gravity shoot and, and whatnot however there did not seem to be a lot of concern for what i have to assume are enormous holes in the structure of this thing that should be sucking everyone out oh wow into space yeah I, listen All right. i mean like whatever whatever shielding them has been swiss cheesed by those things by those things um yes i don't yeah i don't know i i definitely didn't want to be in a situation where i had to worry about buildings collapsing on families and all of that kind of marvel universe okay. mass destruction oh, okay all right well, well well let me ask you this here so so but you didn't have this feeling when the belly when when when, when basically the belly of the enterprise is is separated from from the upper half when the two engines fell away that's like Hundreds of crewmen, thousands. Of crewmen. Do you mean? Do you mean in the in the initial space battle in the beginning? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but the ship was breaking apart. That's the first thing. That actually was was something that I I felt like there was no acknowledgement or concern about the fact that you know everyone in that everyone that in that thing is, is dead. Right. Gone. I mean. You know. No, I, I'm with you 100%. Hang on. You're hilarious see, and you're right. But let me say. See, I mean, unless he's supposed to be like uh, that, that that Italian cruise captain. What was his name? Stacchino? <laughs> <laughs> unless he's like the space version of that. Yeah. Um, uh, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that by all rights, I should be, I should have been sickened by that to the point at which I couldn't continue even standing in the theater based on my reaction. What? 
I can't believe it. What? And based on my reaction to Die Hard 2, which set in stone my initial premise of the number or, of lives. Or, or 2012. <laughs> no, or, but 2012 came much later. It's really Die Hard 2 that, that where it starts for me. So I should have, but I think what I did in my head is, one, I was having fun. And two, to me, that's like soldiers dying. They are... In they service. signed on for the job. And yeah, that, they that, signed on for the job, and they went contract. Yeah, they went to places that no one had been before, and that's what happens. Is sometimes your ship gets ripped to uh, smithereens. But you're absolutely right that he only seems to care about a handful of them. Literally, we got to get <laughs> Kirk cares about Yahura and uh, and and uh, and and. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I can't think of a single name of the other ones. Scotty, uh, Spock, Bones. Uh, and uh, it's funny. I know the actors, Anton Yelchin and John Cho, but I can't think of the characters. Sulu and, Chek- and Chekhov. I guess you. We don't, yeah, I guess we just got an answer as to your relationship to the original <laughs> in the previous movies. I, think, yeah. well, I would argue that my knowing the name of the actor is more respectful than knowing the name of the uh, character. Tell but it to the judge. Tell it to the and judge. In any case, that's a beautiful point that, that he... Kirk should have been crippled by remorse and the certainty of failure. I know in the end, he saved millions of people. Yes, of course. Yes. But he didn't know that he was going to save millions of people at that point. No, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I knew that eventually he would save millions of people and possibly the entire universe, because he wasn't just going to stop with Yorktown. Once he had Yorktown, he would have access. he would have access to to, you know, countless other worlds. <clears throat> yes. So there would have been no... Your town. <laughs> right, it could have been your town. Now, as long as we keep ba- bouncing this back and forth, a little item of uh, trivia picked up off IMDb was Uh-oh. that uh, Yorktown was the original, ty- the original name of the ship in the pre, sort of pre-pilot version of the original series it wasn't the enterprise they were on the yorktown that was the name of the ship and that's where i think um uh simon Pegg lifted it you seem uh interesting dispassionate about this but um yeah Yeah, i I wanted to to have a more of a more to do i i wanted her to have more of a personality I really like that 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 moment where she, you know, cuts off Kirk from her and the other guy. From. I'm sorry. What what did she do? I'm I'm forgetting. She was uh, one of those drone guys, like. Oh yes, yes. Just, like completed yes. the sequence for ejecting the pod, but it meant leaving Kirk. And yes, yes. It, it meant basically like her her leaving with this thing instead right. of right. They gave her a piece of action and a bit and and physical business to do and an important decision to make, yes. and then they left her standing by the side for the rest of the thing. Essentially, yeah, she had to very be, little to, to do. To be rescued, no less. Yeah, exactly. Well, but then she she rescued him. Well, that was yeah. the big joke. That's right. Yeah. From um, a- from a, the, a long, cold, emotionless, passionless, hooverless life. Yes. <laughs> now listen, 
Um, yes. She's interesting to me because uh, she's wildly popular, and in in all of the movies, I mean, mm. all of them that exist in the universe, and I really find her very cold. She's like the new version of Jada Pinkett Smith. Pinkett Smith, yeah. Yeah. Um, and not because they share a, 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 a mocha skin tone. I'm not talking about this in that sense. I'm just saying that they're both very emotionless and flat. Yeah. And I don't even necessarily find her all that beautiful. I think Spock could do better, frankly. But um, to each to each their reptilian own. So, I, but I, here's... I, I like their relationship in the first movie, and I really didn't like it in the second movie because I felt like... What was done really nicely in the first movie just became like cheap, like like cheap typical jokes. Yes, of them like yeah. oh, having a spat while they're you know yeah. trying to get out of there. What if you lives, were? You what know? if you yeah. were involved with a Vulcan? What would that be like? Meet the Spocks. Um, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I mean, here she is. She's in this franchise. She's in. Um, uh, now I've forgotten what's her. It was just out. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. The uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, another huge, which is good. there's a new one coming. Another uh, <clears throat> big uh, sci-fi thing, and then yeah. she's in in what will eventually be, I, to my understanding, the sequels to Avatar. That is correct. She's like the um, Leo DiCaprio for the next generation, the female Leo DiCaprio, because he was in Titanic and basically was unstoppable. He's bulletproof after that. And uh, interestingly enough, she did not have quite the uh, skyrocket to stardom that he did, but it could just be because she's not very good. Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> so I'm tired of bagging on her. Uh, wait. I don't know. Do you enjoy her? I have not really seen her other than... <laughs> The first, other than the, the two okay. Star Trek films and okay. Avatar, and Avatar doesn't I, count. I actually, I actually liked her. I actually thought she was good in Avatar. I liked her in uh, Avatar. Yeah, but I and, I and I liked her in the first movie too. But I, I totally see where you're coming from. I didn't see Spy. Was it Columbiana? Right, I saw that. Um, and how was that? It was just a big jumbled spy mess sort of a thing. It didn't really add up to much for me. But she That's, certainly didn't help. I find her likable, suitable. I, I I don't have a bad reaction with her, but she okay. hasn't like she hasn't wowed me. Right. I also think that she was in a TV short-lived TV series after she saw some of her success, and I'm just going to quick look at it. Well, yeah, Rosemary's Baby. She played Rosemary on the TV <laughs> miniseries, crazy. so that was. Uh, Strange, and I didn't really like her there either. Exactly, <laughs> Out of the Furnace. She was in Out of the Furnace, which is a good movie. Um, I like it. I, she's in a lot of good stuff. It could uh, be that she's good. <laughs> I have to stand corrected. It Let me could look. be that she's good. Isn't she also in um, what was that uh, thing called Vantage Point? The thing with uh, Dennis Quaid. Oh, Dennis Quaid. I saw that. Yeah, isn't she in that? I'm looking for it, but I don't see it oh yes you're absolutely right holy cow you are a genius oh, vantage point yeah i did see that that was a good one i enjoyed that a lot dennis quaid is in it i was gonna say forrest whitaker i should have said it before i looked it up i was gonna up. say it too I was <laughs> like, uh, 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 
But that had sometimes, a... Sometimes I guess wrong. Yeah. That had a really solid cast. Uh, you know what? I was more... I. You know what? Yeah. That's a that's a that's a role I didn't like her in. Oh, I okay. Like I really didn't like the way she delivered that line when she's supposedly broadcasting live on TV. The president has been shot. I don't know. I didn't like it. it just okay. I was just like, eh, who is this? And and I remember actually now I remember that um, when I first saw the first Star Trek. Yeah. That she 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 won me. I remember thinking she won me over from that. Oh, okay. She because had, she has she has a couple of uh, intimate moments with with uh, Zachary Quinto, Quinto that really worked. Where I, I thought she really worked, and I thought she she really brought something unique to it. I have liked him as Spock, and I feel like he was that he's very sort of respectful of the role and the history of it, and I just like the vibe I get from him as Spock. I did feel yep. like he was getting a little um, heavy set. He looked like he might have been out. Uh, enjoying some of that partying you were talking about, because he just looked a little a little bloated to me. God, I feel like such an asshole. I, I really do hope, particularly for this episode and only this episode. I don't care if, if uh, Russell Crowe hears what I said. I don't care about any of that. But I hope to God nobody associated with this movie, particularly the actors, hear a goddamn thing I have to say on this episode about Star Trek, because I just <laughs> just such a dick. But um. So I was a little distracted by it. I thought I maybe... Mean, I was... I mean, all, Megan, you know, all I was saying was like, hey, Chris Pine, you know, you go, buddy. You'll <laughs> rock it, dude. But, but, um, uh, that's... Uh... Yeah. I didn't realize I'd opened the floodgates. <laughs> um, I first yeah. remember uh, Zachary Quinto from, uh, well, Heroes, the TV show Heroes, which was oh, all the rage. Was... Oh, okay, yes, yeah. he played Siler, the evil... The evil hero, anti-hero, whatever, and I absolutely adored him on that. Um, and he did a couple seasons, I think, of um, of American Horror Story, at least one season, which I watched. I think it might have been season two. Um, I gave up on that that show after season two or three, maybe. But um, and so I was always excited that he was in this and that he was Spock. I thought he's a ter- has a terrific look to play it, and I thought he always did a very good job. And we did touch a little bit on Chris Pine. You know what I wanted to say, whether it was... I just feel like this movie, as like a reboot or as a re-whatever, is so well cast. I think they did a phenomenal job casting that main bridge crew. Chris Pine, mm-hmm. when he gets in the, in the costume and he gets in that haircut, he is just this really terrific blend of himself and something he's bringing to it with this little echo of Shatner yeah, that is just fantastic. Yeah, it, 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 he, he maintains this really, really excellent balance. He, he really does. Let, he doesn't let Shatnerisms take over any moment. No, but there's it's still... always a little... There's just there. like a little something on it. Yeah, like in the... You're like, I can totally <laughs> see this guy growing up into that the other guy, guy with the perm and that photo at the end of the movie. <laughs> yes. And the oh never mind I was I was gonna go dark again all right um so so he for example but also Carl yeah. Urban who I don't even really know his other work which I feel bad about um, he did one of those like vicious comic book type dread movies. something like the that Judge yeah, dread? Okay. Uh, maybe that was it yeah it looks like yeah. he he was in the Born Supremacy. 
but here's the thing is he just sort of disappears in all that stuff to me. Holy moly, he was in Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Return of the King. I don't know if he was in the first one. It doesn't look like it. So we've seen him many times and apparently have not sort of noticed him. I think he's flat out fantastic oh, yeah. as Dr. Bones McCoy. He is. He is phenomenal. He is. Fantastic. And oddly enough, I felt like he had more personality in this than Spock did. <laughs> Spock, se- Spock seemed to be having... I mean, I know that they were, you know, supposedly both having the same existential crisis at the same time. Right. Him and Kirk. But I think he... Uh, I think he... He seemed to be wearing it on his sleeve a little bit more throughout this movie because he just seemed distant to me in almost every scene, just not... I'm know. sorry, who? Who Are you talking about Spock? Uh, yes. Quinto? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um... I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it was Quinto, though. I think it, I think this is what it was asked of him. I don't, okay. th- I don't think well, they fleshed out enough. To me, it's funny that you say it. To, that it's funny that you say any of it, <clears throat> because the character of Spock is supposed to be this, uh, the bulk inside of it. Are you I giving don't me a... Know this. Come on. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like, you know, I didn't mean that he should... Pussy out and cry. Like uh, well, first of all, I wasn't, I wasn't attacking you. I wasn't attacking you. Oh, okay. uh, I wasn't going, don't you know that da, da, da. I was saying it's, okay, it, okay. it becomes a tall order. I think it's funny when there's a character who's essentially supposed to be emotionless and you your complaint is he really didn't have, you know, or he showed his, you know, whatever. I, um, hate, to, I hate to keep pointing to the, near, to the near perfection that is the first movie. Oh, yeah. JJ, but you you watch that again, watch his performance, and you'll see what I mean. It's just a, a puzzled look here or mm-hmm. a Vulcan sarcasm there. Like, yeah. he's got a little something in every scene, and it's like you you feel for this guy. And, like, did, and, and, and you felt like it was missing here? Yeah, I did. I think that's interesting. I, have, I wonder if it's not that Zachary Quinto is wants more to do than to just raise arch and eyebrow or whatever and that they're trying to you know they're taking the storyline they started in the original reboot that he and uhura have a connection with each other and they're trying to to make a logical extension of that four or five years down the road where would they be and it would have been yes, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. And then at the same time trying to give him a little bit more to do, but I think the balance is a little too far the other way, a little too emotional. I'm sure everyone disagrees with me because you know he had that he had that little moment with with, with uh, bones out there on the rocks, you know. But yes, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. They didn't feel as genuine to me as all those as 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 all the moments did in the first. Movie. I think that's. I think that's fair. Um, but the but the but here's the thing for me really is that uh, a separate sort of shifting gears a little bit now. First of all, there was the casting, and I think they did a phenomenal job of that across yes. the board. And then, and then second of all, somebody is writing that dialogue perfectly. I mean, particularly for Carl Urban, who had so many lines that were so 
Bonesy. Bonesy, <laughs> exactly. They were just fantastic. And yep. that, that he and Kirk together, or just whatever it was, there were so many little beats that had that kind of playfulness in it that the original uh, series had, not just in the delivery level, but also in the writing level. It yeah. wasn't necessarily sure. consistently there, but it was, I had so much fun with the slyness that they were, you know, that they were uh, handling some of that with. I really enjoyed it. Uh, John Cho sort of phones it in a little bit. I don't feel like he does a ton, but I, I like John Cho as an actor, and I think he can handle action very well, and I just generally am oh, glad yeah. to see him there. Um, now, what, how did you feel about, about the, the big reveal on Sulu's character? Well, here's the thing is, I think, I sort of feel like they should have had the quiet grace and dignity to let us find it. Well, yes, of course. Rather than to blab about it ahead of time. A week before. Yeah, yeah, which then makes them patting themselves on the back and so on and so forth. And so ultimately, I think it's fine. That's a choice that they made to to be the case. I'm laughing because I'm thinking about Zachary Quinto, who is uh, himself gay. Okay. And he seems to me like he might be the kind of guy who's grinding his teeth that... That uh, that Chekhov, I'm sorry, that Sulu gets to be gay, <laughs> but that Spock doesn't. And how much more interesting would Spock's, uh, would that relationship be if it wasn't Spock and Uhura, but if it was Spock and Sulu? Oh my God, that's funny. Um, <laughs> that, is, that would be funny. But so I thought that as far as what we see de depicted on screen, that they showed uh, grace and restraint and dignity and i feel like talking about it before the movie came out it was exactly the opposite of that and undoing uh sort of the goodwill gesture um yeah. look what we did look what we did you know is yeah, I agree. is a little distasteful to me but i think generally it's fine and i i feel awkward that uh george takai uh then had to come out and say something not disparaging exactly but you know, he sort of he declared that Steve that Gene Roddenberry would not have put his stamp of approval on this. That if that's what you know Gene had wanted in the first place, then you know he would have done that or whatever, and kind of gave it a thumbs down as a move. And I I feel like that's um, that's strange thinking. Well, I I really um, I really signed off with uh, Simon Pegg's logic, uh, which, as, as he stated for doing it that way. Yeah. Which is that if you introduce a new character who is gay, yeah. they ultimately get known as the gay character, not right. Zandar or whatever. Right. Um, and, and, but then by doing it by a pre-established character, yes. that it's... Absolutely. You know, that, and that's what happens thing, in life, folks, is that you find out someone you know is... Is either gay or something different than you thought yes. they were. Um, and here's well, the thing. George Dakai, shove it up your ass. Alien. That's what I mean. Yes, George Takai, shove it up your ass, because this is an alternate universe. It is not your Sulu. It is a good one. a variation on Sulu. Just oh, good one. You know, so just chill out and back down. Don't speak for the great Gene Roddenberry. You, <laughs> you yeah. If anything, <laughs> I think given the permissiveness of the times. Gene would be signing off on this. Absolutely. And here's something that is a little bit strange. You, you stop and you look at 
how the whole point for him, I think, as he put together this idea of the Starfleet and the Enterprise and the crew, where he had an American and a Russian and all of these different governmental, you know, people that represented different governments. In the future, we're all going to get along and cooperate with each other and spread peace and harmony throughout the universe. This was the idea. But guess what he couldn't do even then? He right. couldn't make one of them gay on TV. We'll, we'll let you have a black girl answering the phones, and we'll let you have a Russian guy. We'll even let you have an Asian guy driving the ship. That's how permissive we are, that we're going to let Asians drive. But don't you dare have a gay character on the bridge of the Enterprise back when the series originally came out. I mean, I think that he would have done that himself. I would go so far as to say that there are guest stars on the original series looked at with today's glasses. Uh, oh, really? It seems kind of obvious, like, hmm. Okay. This is supposed to be... The gay character. This is some kind of right. It 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 it, it falls in with that very yeah disrespectful portrayal of gays. Right. Well, I always thought that Kirk, with all his womanizing, was overcompensating for intense uh, feelings of uh, uh, his homosexual urges. He was just sort of showing I off it was, to misdirect. It struck me that they paired Sulu up with another Asian man. Uh, yes, I can speak to that. I've read a little bit about what John Cho said. That was specifically a request of John Cho. Did he address that? Say that again. Did he? Oh wow. He I said he. They said he addressed that. He addressed it and he requested it. He, John Cho, has multiple friends who are gay, um, and that he knows the kind of suffering that the homosexual community, the gay community, whatever, in his generation has suffered. That is particular to the Asian society. And so hmm. he wanted to see that celebrated or, you know, sort of like, here's the future that we can all look forward to. Hmm. Um, and so they did that intentionally. Now, here's the thing. They were shooting. Uh, where were they shooting that? In some faraway uh, place. Yeah, and... I think it's called space. <laughs> yes. Cho. Uh, Let me just quickly get there. Internetism. They were shooting in Dubai. They shot that Yorktown stuff in wow, Dubai. that makes sense. And they uh, had a certain amount of trouble casting the role because of social problems there with actors being willing to. And in fact, they had a guy cast, and then the night before, he backed out. <laughs> and so one of the co-writers, Doug Jung, stepped in. Stepped in? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, because it, 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 seemed very, well, it seemed very clear to me that uh, Sulu's husband is the alpha in their relationship. I don't know if you got that, but I definitely, I definitely picked up on that one. I don't think in those terms. I know what I saw. <laughs> How dare you? Um, oh, but so, but Sulu, I you know, because I thought, oh, he would make a rice princess for some lady out there for sure. <laughs> right. But no. Yeah. Um, so while we're on uh, Cho, do you do you have something of his that you're like, that's where I know that guy from, or is he just every everywhere? No, the only thing I know him from is uh, uh, this movie he did with uh, Adam's favorite comedian, Anna Faris. Yeah, this movie, this movie called Smiley Face, which he has oh. a small part in, not, okay. not very big. Terrific movie though. 
Um, and he's also the guy, isn't he one of the MILF, isn't he the MILF chanter in the first uh, American Pie or something? Uh, yes, he is. He plays okay. John, MILF guy number two. Um, <laughs> okay, good. In American Pie, wow. I'm really um, hoping, I was really hoping I wasn't wrong, you know, and then they went, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't even know when I started noticing him, probably in the Harold and Kumar uh, go to White Castle, which I didn't even see, but I saw enough commercials of and just had enough of a sense that it existed. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I know that he's in that, but I've not, I've, I've not invested myself with him. Right. <clears throat> I kind of was a little surprised when they cast him here, in, in the same way that I was surprised when they cast um, Simon Pegg, because I think of them as much more being uh, comedians than anything else. Uh, John Cho yeah. and uh, and Simon, but um, uh, I th I think he 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 comes off very well. And then just let's just touch on Anton uh, Yelchin briefly. I think he does he does a fine job. I feel like in this particular film, the first third, maybe the first forty five percent, he's just shouting out um, space jargon. Yeah, he's not actually much. saying anything that means anything. He's just excitedly jibber-jabbering. And then it was nice to see him with Kirk when they're on the ground and they're going through stuff, but he's essentially just largely standing by and watching Kirk do stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like they had a few more people, a few more balls to keep in the air than they had anything to do with. And I, I certainly think the loss of him is is a sad one but you couldn't know it based on on this on no. this yes and a yeah, couple of things one is i just will say that very recently i was blown away by him in green room a movie which uh i liked a lot and i don't think i was able to uh convince you or maybe anybody else on on the in the world to see it but he was I, I I I plan to see it now. I couldn't when it came out. It's a it's a gut like a gut punch of a movie, and it's uh and he's he's really solid in it. And I kind of didn't recognize him, and I'm glad I didn't because it's better that way. Huh. But I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about it. Certainly now that he's passed. One thing I want to say is and correct people is that a lot of people are saying that Star Trek Beyond is his last movie, and that is just not true. There are four other films that uh, Anton. Yelchin, Yelchin has in the can. One is Rememory, like memory, but Rememory. We Don't Belong Here. Both of those are uh, 2016, as is Porto, Porto, and uh, that'll also be 2016. And then next year, something called Thoroughbred. So uh, we will see him a few more times. We'll have a few more chances to say goodbye. Certainly Star Trek Beyond is his last Star Trek movie. Uh, that is... Absolutely true. Oh, he was in Fright Night. Yes. Anton Yelchin. Well, I saw him there, too. He was, uh, you know, I, I can give or take some of those scary movies, but uh, he was good in that. Nice pull with Vantage Point, by the way. Uh, and how about Chris Pine? Do you have something where you first noticed him or you said, that's, that's a guy to look for or what? Hmm. Uh, not, not the Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement? My first Pine was in Star Trek. <laughs> um, in Star however, Trek? Uh, yeah, actually. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I have to confess, I uh, <laughs> I didn't see uh, I didn't see Princess Diaries two. Oh. I, didn't see, I didn't see Smoke and Aces. Um, uh, okay. I did, however, see him in uh, in Unstoppable with Denzel Washington about the oh, runaway train. 
Yes. And I thought that, and I thought he was really, really good in that. You are absolutely so right. That was a between tw- between Star Trek and Unstoppable. He he kind of he won me over, but that was a uh, that was a terrific movie. I'd forgotten about that. Unstoppable. That's a good one. People should go visit that if they haven't. And it's like a real two hander. I mean, the, those two guys have uh, seventy five or eighty percent of the real estate in that thing. I think. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I did see Smoke and Aces where he's in with a you know million other guys, and that's fine, whatever it is. And I don't think you know what it must be unstoppable. It must be one of the first times I really, well, but I saw Star Trek first, so I'm with you on those two things for him. Although I do recall seeing This Means War with uh, Hardy, uh, not Andy Hardy. That Tom <laughs> Hardy. Tom Hardy. Andy Hardy would be 1930. Oh, and I, I'm pretty sure I saw Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, but it's it's largely forgettable. Where he tried to step in, where Alec Baldwin and uh, and uh, Han Solo had gone before um, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, Ford thank you. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I just wanted to get everybody there as quickly as possible. Oh, and I saw him in Horrible Bosses too, where he was kind of funny. I did enjoy him in that, even though I didn't enjoy that movie as much as I did the first one around. So, yeah, this guy is, I don't know, I'm looking forward to what he has for us later. Now, as long as we're still talking about the cast, yes, let's touch briefly on Sophia Butella. Yes, Sophia Butella. Um, that's really funny because I, I was convinced the whole time that it was Rihanna. Or, <laughs> right. Or <laughs> well, it was she, one of them. She it was, was either pink without any makeup or it was Rihanna. She was fierce. Yes. So, yes, I understand. I totally understand that. Uh, had you seen her before? I know I have. Oh, you have? Oh, you absolutely. Have? She was oh, in oh. a picture came out in 2014 called Kingsman, colon, The Secret Service. Uh, and she was the second banana bad guy. And what was kind of cool about her character in that was that she had, like, blades for legs. It was they had gone in and put in these sort of, you know, basically they almost look like swords that curled at the end. And uh, and so she had some cool fights with those. And she was like a, a, a pretty solid baddie. She didn't have a lot of dialogue. Uh, she was playing many of her scenes opposite the great Sam Jackson. Uh, that movie had also Michael Caine, who's been in everything. And uh, I think... Uh, What's the name of the kid from who was like it? I don't know. I can't remember the the main guy in that. Yeah. By the way, you know why there's no six degrees of Michael Caine game? Why? Because it's too easy. It's too easy. That's a good point. Um, Taron Egerton, or Egerton, who I think might be related to the other um, actor, better known, Joel, uh, was the lead in that, and um, he played opposite... A lot of his stuff with, oh, Colin Firth. Oh, um, okay. it's, it's a fun, uh, you know, it's not James Bond. It doesn't take itself seriously in that way. I think it's based on a graphic novel, um, but it doesn't feel sort of like a comic book movie. It is jaunty fun is what I would call. Um, the, her, Kingsman, this is. This You're is still on King, Kingsman. Kingsman, yes. Yeah. So she really stood out there. And I didn't even realize that it was her from that movie when I was watching this. I didn't know who it was. I absolutely loved her. I love that makeup on her. It was fantastic yes. as far as I was concerned. And she was just, again, this really fierce... She was animal. You know, she was awesome. Um, yes, however... Yes? Um, as long as we're on the subject. Yeah. Um, I, was not, I was not very happy with the 
with the with the songs chosen. Oh yeah. Where do I begin? <laughs> uh, I didn't like. Well, okay. So the first song that she plays is the Public Enemy song, and I, I'm sorry. I yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. It's a classic, right? They call it a classic. There's no way people are still listening to 20th century music. Right. Whatever century this is in Star Trek, it actually, I think, just shows a lack of imagination that there isn't some attempt to create what would be considered modern popular music or modern aggressive music, just modern music. Okay, but the role of that story. Keeping in mind that you need to put quotation marks around modern because she was getting it from a ship that was a derelict ship at that point that was already supposed to be 100 years old or something. 100? I thought only like 20. Only 20? Okay, well then, no, 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 because, because Indris Elba says, I have spent lifetimes trying, lifetimes trying to gather this information, this weapon, and now I have it. He says lifetimes. So it's, yeah, but does that mean his alien lifetimes? Yes, because there was technology there that essentially made him immortal. All right, would you pull up the IMDb bullshit trivia page? <laughs> it's not going to have it on there. I read that. No, no. All right. Uh, we will have to confirm this All later. Right. All right. Well, it just, I don't know. It just, it, okay. I said my piece. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Well, and, and I agree with you. Here's what I thought they were, they were sort of starting to try to do, and I felt a little ashamed, ashamed for everybody, which was to get into a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of a, uh, space, yeah. but but the songs they were choosing weren't like crowd pleasers enough, and they were a little too obscure to mean anything. It just kind of lost me quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. And the second song that they used was "Sabotage," right? Yes. Beastie Boys, which 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 already bothered me in the first movie. Right. So now they're bringing it back, and it's not like they're bringing it back because it had something to do with Kirk, who was listening to it in the first movie. Um, they're bringing it back for reasons that don't make any sense. But here's why I think all of it is there. This is why I think Sabotage is there, period. Because of that fantastic recording of... Um, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to forget his name. The original Kirk. William Shatner? William Shatner, thank you, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm in rare form. At least I'm consistent. Okay, William uh, Shatner. I've already this said this. What name. happens when the show goes over time? <laughs> this, I've said his, his name three times in the show, and I couldn't pull it a fourth. Is that there's a great recording out there somewhere? I'm sure it's available on YouTube or wherever. He's doing a uh, like reading a book or whatever it is. He's doing the narration in a book or something, and he comes across that word and he says sabotage. And so they're they're breaking for technical reasons, and the and the director gives him a note. Saying and and you know as for as far as that goes, sabotage would be good for us. He goes sabotage. I don't say it's sabotage. I say it's sabotage. And he just refused to say the word sabotage. <laughs> I don't know that clip. <laughs> I know the one. I know the one where he's he's telling the engineer like where he gets into it with the engineer. Okay, maybe, voiceover he's doing. It may be part of the same session. I don't know. I thought that uh, that just makes me laugh that that's the name of this. That's what they're using because to me they're referencing that. And little else. So that's just funny to me. Well, um, okay, maybe. And it's and there's not a good enough reason to use two different songs. No. No, you there know. isn't. Unless, of course, you know, you just don't want to give credit to the black man for <laughs> the song that is the secret weapon. Yeah, yeah. There there's that possibility. I wouldn't put it I wouldn't put it past them. 
Um, but I really like her in general. I'll be looking forward to seeing her in future installments, uh, hopefully. I wasn't super... It, it didn't make me go, like, cheer when she was given a sort of Starfleet... Uh, a pass into the Starfleet Academy or whatever it was. Like, I felt like uh, that was... I think they did that on the show a couple of times. Oh, did so they? The okay. So, I, I believe so. Okay. If that's the case, then I, then, I, then I respect it from that point. But I didn't really need it for... In some ways, I felt like it was kind of like putting a collar on a wild dog. Well, or... much, well much like in the original show where they had these, like, space stations that were basically floating club meds. For oh, okay, right. The space people, you know, I believe that's how we meet Harry with the Tribbles the first time. Oh, right, right. At least one of those two times. Oh, that it was it was on one of these kind of spa-like, uh, you know, Correct. places. And okay, I think that almost uh, brings me up to up to fully up to date on that on that particular subject. You want to yes. slide into some. No, I want to keep going. <laughs> oh, oh, no, please, I please. Was, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was not, uh, I was not you're, particularly you're uh, not done. Yes. thrilled with uh, the artistic license of uh, technology and structural integrity that we were supposed to uh, accept. Oh, in... That this older ship, the Franklin... Yes. Oh, I, I mean... They're just, you know, it's like even if you, if you give it a pass on one, it asks for two more. It's like even if it has enough fuel yeah. left and all the working parts to fire up and take off. Right. And it's still airtight. Yeah. And it can withstand takeoff and the pressure of getting up and space travel. Yes. You know, it's just like, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What the hell? But I will say they did avoid the transporter flaw from the first movie. Which was what? At the end of the first movie, the first J.J. movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they beam up Scott, Spock when he's in his in the future ship that the older Spock was using. Yeah. And he is in a seated position when, oh. when all the lights and stuff start. And then when he's beamed up with Kirk, he is standing alongside him. I didn't notice that. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm surprised the internet. And I was didn't. ready for them to do it again here, but they didn't. They didn't. They brought him in, in the same position. Right, but more importantly, wasn't there a shot where uh, Kirk and Jayla were kind of um, uh, there was some liberty being taken with, uh, with 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 the amount of mobility during a transporter session. Right. During, during Transportation. Transportation. But when they came through, they were still in motion. I mean, they finished their fall. Yes. Yes. And and here, too, there was... Uh, I, I mean, they... I mean, in this movie, they took Liberty. Oh, you mean here they took the fall? Here, yes. they, here they did. No, you were saying, I thought, Liberty with the fact that you really aren't necessarily supposed to be able to pick somebody out of the air as they're falling. It's really go stand in a spot where we know where you'll be. And we'll right. grab you. <clears throat> so and, and, you know, and it's funny because that you know, being able to like transport while falling, yes, that was that was Chekhov's like big, little big moment in the first movie. And that's what actually you know, that's what made the first one so endearing to me is that all the supporting characters, like each there's this everyone has like 
their little moment, their little scene in which to shine. The characters have a chance to, to come out right. from just that facade of, you know, whatever they're being. Yes. And, uh, and there was none of that here. None of that in the second one either. Oh, you didn't feel there was some? Well, I mean, I felt like there was with um, Uhura, with her, you know, racing to the area to try to head off the guy and uh, free up the people. The tech. I don't. I don't understand what anything was going on in the first third of the movie, where they're just being attacked and yelling uh, techno babble at one another and racing around and doing important things. I just went, yeah, go do it. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> don't get um, shot. <laughs> but she. She had a moment in there where she was like, especially her, but um, anyway, I, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to move on if you're if, to anything else. If you're uh, not done, well, no, no, I mean, I, I just sounds like I have a list or anything. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. This, oh, that's a horrible noise. So Kirk and, and Bones are having their little. You know, their little bromance yeah. scene over drinks. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and Bone says, don't forget to call your mom on your birthday. Like, mom? Kirk's a mom? What? Who says mom? I don't know. That's not my Kirk. I'm assuming it was an in-joke between them and it had something to do with some uh, sky waitress they'd picked up on his birthday some years before, and I don't know. I just took it not that it was literally he was supposed to call his mom, but these guys had palled around. It was kind of in, an inside joke. I don't know. Oh, okay. I well, made... cut this from the show. Did you say cut it from the show? I said did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I won't. Um... Yeah, I, I, I just put that into that category of, of scenes. I just liked them doing it. It just felt like the old show to me to have these sort of little moments to the side. Was that actually on the Enterprise that that took place? The, uh, yes, I yeah. believe it was. Well, you know, well, that's the thing, too, is that was actually uh, a recurring story structure in the original TV series, is that the really? landing party would get separated and you know, try to work their way towards each other in the midst of whatever situations around them they had to deal with. Right, right. But as, as we said before, th this whole disregard for the number of lives lost. <laughs> You're going to go back to that. Come on, this is the first time it didn't bother me. I know, I know. And, I'm, and, I, and I want it to bother you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm bothered that you aren't bothered by it. Uh... Yeah, I it's guess for this. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. I guess I've just uh I think I think there's something that comes with the Star Trek uh universe having to do with look, I would have been bothered if everybody at Yorktown had died. Or even if the equivalent number of people at Yorktown had died that died when the um Enterprise went down. I am bothered by the fact that it doesn't bother Kirk. That all those crew That's members right. were lost. Well, yeah, that of is of great concern to me. I, I agree. That puts him into a level of psychosis that I'm not really comfortable with. Right. No matter how depressed he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A crisis. Yeah, well, if only yeah. he'd called his mom. But um, he, It's funny, too, because if you notice at the end of that scene, I think they come out into the hallway and he does not turn around to check out some yeoman walking by. <laughs> 
And it's like, oh man, he is really not he's, feeling. He's in a bad way. So, yeah. but because there's built into Star Trek this idea that red shirts will die, right? That it's sort of you walk in going, yeah, there's going to be some expendable crew members. I didn't know that it was all of them that were expendable except right. the core bridge crew. But um, <laughs> so I do have I take some issue uh, with that ca- category, but not just on the level yeah. of oh oh the and humanity. Fucking, and they fucking threw themselves a party at the end. Yeah. <laughs> How many millions of people are dead? You're throwing a fucking party. Like you're standing around the cocktails. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like, hey, listen. Up. They did say to lost friends. Now everyone says that's a reference to uh, Leonard Nimoy. Because the ambassador Spock died, and also a, a sideways yeah. reference to Yelchin. Although when they shot the scene, he was not yet dead, so it right. couldn't be that much of it. But certainly, it could have been a reference within the story itself to the hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, coworkers that had perished as a result of his irresponsible right. friends. They, they were yeah. just, cr- you know, <laughs> right, right. So um, the crew. So I can't. Uh, I can't really say there. I'm trying to look as we've been talking to see on uh, on Wikipedia if it gives the the age of the Franklin. Hmm. Good. Good thought. But I'm, I'm also uh, I'm also looking. Uh, I'm looking at the time. I'm feeling very sorry for any listener who's still. Looking at... <laughs> okay. Well, in that... they, could have, they could have actually seen the movie again. That having been said. Uh, they they should thank their lucky stars is what they should do. Uh, that having been said, I want to blow through four trivia items. I think it's only only four. Damn. Uh, oh. uh, not not all of them make me happy. Here's the first one. Does not make me happy. The character Jayla. I almost don't want to say this to ruin it for people. Um, the name for her was inspired by um, the fact that the a character that was being used for reference was the one played by Jennifer Lawrence in Winter's Bone. Uh, in terms of being a tough, you know, um, a fighter of a, of a woman. Um, and so in, in story discussions, that character was constantly referred to as Jennifer Lawrence in Winter's Bone, Jennifer's Lawrence in Winter's Bone, and it was eventually shortened to Jayla. <clears throat> so that they would, uh, it would be handier. And that just makes me feel uh. gross. That makes me feel gross. J.J. Uh, Abrams uh, dropped out of this to, as the director to do uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, and they considered Joe Cornish, John M. Chu, and to me, most interestingly, Brad Bird, who has done uh, one of the Mission Impossible films, and prior to that was an animation director, most notably, right. possibly, to me, for The Iron Giant, which is just a beautiful animated uh, uh, adventure um, and I would have been interested in seeing how he might have handled the material. And yeah, I was uh, I was very <laughs> impressed with that Mission Impossible, that, how he made the transition to live action. Uh, absolutely, it was like, where was it? Where's this guy been? Yeah, where's this guy been? Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. So I'm very excited about what he might do in terms of action and adventure because I also think he's he's smart. It's not just like, you know, make big loud noises and make things go fast. I think he's got his background in animation. Heck, I think he was the Untouchables. No, no the, the, Incredibles. the Incredibles. He was Incredibles. <laughs> yeah, and I believe he's Wally also, right? Um, uh, hey, listen, I'm the one who just said it's Untouchables. It's just a click away. What, did you close that window too? <laughs> no, I didn't actually have a window on that, you smartass. But, oh. uh, <laughs> Tab. <laughs> 
Well, while we're waiting for that window to open, there's a little, there's a paragraph in the trivia that says, William Shatner confirmed that he would not be making, nor had been asked to make, a cameo appearance in the film to mark the 50th anniversary of the original series. Um, I don't know. I just, I have a feeling he was a lot snottier when they, (laughs) it wasn't like he woke up one day and said, just, you know, the first uh, reporter he ran into, he says, I can confirm. Well, they said, hey, what do you think of the new thing? And he went, well, they never asked me to be in it. You know, I'm sure that's what it was. Is that it? Is that why he, because uh... I was wondering if he's been up or down on the series. My guess is that he's got his nose bent out of joint because Spock is in it. And he isn't. And he isn't. Yeah. And he's fucking Captain Kirk. Shouldn't they be running into Captain Kirk's dad? And it should be, you know, whatever, him, or whatever it is, some other age of, of Kirk. The age of Kirk. Um, so, uh, Brad Bird, the inimitable, dependable Brad Bird, uh, Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm. Wait, this is miscellaneous crew. Sorry, I'm not good at this. Director. In, uh, going down to the bottom. <clears throat> Iron Giant, Incredibles, Ratatouille. Mission, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol The Regrettable Tomorrowland with uh, <laughs> Oh, that's right George that's... Clooney and uh, I don't Incredible, know who else eh? Yeah, and um, and then Incredibles 2 is coming up uh, in 2019 and he has a couple other things in development that I'm not going to get into Oh shit, well I've embarrassed myself again by <laughs> <You're probably> guessing <laughs> I'm sorry. What was your guess? I've already forgotten. I don't. You don't want to bring it up. I don't feel compelled. Okay. To play. <laughs> All right. Well, you're talking to the guy who said Untouchables, so <clears throat> that's yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm going right. to welcome you to the fold, which is probably even more horrible. Well, I think we. On that note, we should we should uh, put put the put the lid on the coffin. All right. Uh, Star Trek Beyond. Absolutely. You want, some, uh, you want to do some trailer trash talk? Yeah, we can do we can do that real quick. Um, I had really a handful of trailers that played um, in the theater when I saw it. Some of them were movies you had mentioned before, trailers I hadn't seen. Uh, what was playing at your theater? Um, not, wait, there was one new trailer. Everything else is a repeat. I, I'm, I can't see Jason Bourne clips anymore. <laughs> I understand. Um, I'll run through the ones and that, you know, I had a note here and there, something to say. Okay. Um, the space between us, you had mentioned it before. I didn't know what it was. I, I thought this looked very interesting. I was deeply ashamed because I feel like I should probably be a 13 or 14-year-old girl to want to see the movie. Oh, like me? <laughs> yes. Well, you, you deal with your feelings on your own. But I, 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 I got really excited, and then I felt a little dirty about how excited I was. <clears throat> That's an interesting word, dirty. <laughs> but it seemed interesting to me. Again, you know, it was too long, and I heard, heard too more than I wanted to and whatever. But... Melissa Leo is always terrific, um, huh. and um, I can't even, uh, a lot of the rest of the cast is kind of new to me. It's going to be a lot of young people is what it's going to be. <laughs> but a really interesting idea that somebody, you know, given technology as it is now, somebody can be born on another planet and then be then come back to Earth is what it seems like, um, having no references to anything sort of real. And I thought, wow, that's a really interesting idea 
I wouldn't necessarily have wrapped a, a teen romance around it, but uh, yeah, but who cares? <laughs> my, my my wife my wife said, "Is this another one of those Sparks things?" I said, "I don't think it has anything to do with Nicholas Sparks." I don't think so either. It's just in that vein. <clears throat> right now, I saw um, the trailer for Magnificent Seven, and I really am excited about this. Again, I feel a little embarrassed to admit it. I can see you shake your head at me. <laughs> No, I just I don't I, I don't I, I it doesn't even register a pulse for me. Oh. I saw that for the second time that trailer and I'm like, okay. it did nothing for you. Well, you see, I love Chris Pratt and he has he has you know hero yeah, type dialogue. But you know, in it. it's like, but it it's like oh like cowboy shenanigans. <laughs> like there's a, too much like wow wow wow. I don't know. It's like <laughs> okay. It's like Waylon Jennings, the Dukes of Hazard. It's like what is this man like? I don't know. I'm, oh my god! I'm not a westerns guy. All right. Well, not it's got just every freaking buddy is in this. It's mm. gonna be good fun. I'm sorry you're gonna miss out. Um, <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses, which is at first again looked kind of interesting to me. Two, you know, two neighbors suspect that their their new neighbors are mm. up, I saw that too. up to some shenanigans <laughs> and. You know, again, they reveal too much as they go along. I, I'll, I'll stop saying that eventually. But it's Zach Galifianakis who is is uh, can be a good good fun. And uh, what is that? Is it Ilsa Fisher? Is that how you pronounce her name? Uh, or Ila? Ila. Yeah. I don't know. I Lady yeah. Fisher. Uh, John... Watch. It's probably Isla. Right. John Hamm and I think uh, Gail <laughs> Gadot. Godot. Godot. Godot, but that's not how you spell waiting for Godot. Uh, Doesn't matter. Gail Godot. Um, though that, those are the foursome here. And uh, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. My, my wife said, who's becoming a regular character on this, my wife said, um, didn't, um, <clears throat> didn't Tina Fey and, uh, and uh, Carell make this already? And call it date night, Steve Carell. Well, well it's funny because when I saw this, I thought it was oh, it's like the whole nine yards. <laughs> with, uh, Bruce Willis and Matthew Perry. Yes. Combined with date night. There you That's go. Exactly yeah, what that, I was. That was the, ele the elevator pitch. Was yeah. <laughs> whole nine yards, which actually did well enough to to garner a whole ten a yards. Yeah, a whole ten yards. Incredible. And uh, you know, it's combining. Now they're just mashing together bad movies. Um, we had talked about Sully briefly the other day, the trailer for it, and I still didn't really watch this. It wasn't like I was hiding from it. I was just like, whatever. But there is... You, uh, uh, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? You, you get really impatient with it, and I'll bet that was even before you knew it was directed by Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yes, I didn't even know it was Clint Eastwood the first time I was watching it, even when I saw his name. Um, but here's the thing that I found really interesting, and I didn't... I noticed this as I went past a giant billboard by warner brothers um which has that main you know tom hanks at the top and then you see the window of the plane and water and he's walking towards it and it has the the sort of uh tagline of the of the billboard i thought it was super interesting and it touches back on something the last time we talked about it <clears throat> it says the untold story behind the miracle on the hudson so here's what they've done with that They've, they go, untold story, meaning whatever it is you've heard on television and all the pieces that they did on every show, everywhere, for three weeks, 
we're telling you something you've never heard before. And they're also referencing specifically the documentary going, yeah, even if you saw that. Well, of course. well no, 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 no. It, it, it became a phrase like that day. I understand, but I still think that the existence of the documentary with that name, that this little tagline is meant to undercut that as well. Well, well, first of all, you know, don't assume that by we're going to tell you that, that the new information they have for us is related to the immediate aftermath of the crash. I think that's the point is that this is all about everything he's had to deal with thereafter. Since then, yes. As he says, you know, I've in the air for 24 years, but my whole life's going to be judged on 208 seconds. I love that line. I wish I hadn't heard it in the trailer. Because um, that sounds like the point. Well, it just said, you know what? They just saved you money. Yeah, true enough. Um, <clears throat> saved me money. Uh, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, the sequel to Jack Reacher, uh, starring Thomas Cruise. Tom Cruise. Um, you don't know this yeah. series? Well, I remember it, but I thought it flopped. I thought it was... I, I don't know, you know, I'd have to go look at what the, you know, worldwide numbers were, but it didn't do that well here. It's from a book series. It's it's meant to be a franchise when it came out, and I'm sure there were there were contracts built in that it was probably cheaper to make a second one than to cancel it. They probably had to pay him more money not to make it than if they just <laughs> went ahead and That's just funny. went ahead and made it. Uh, um, and I did see Jack Creature because I'm a sad creature. No. And, and there is one scene in it that I thought, that's really cool. I wish they had used it in a better movie. Um, I thought it was very interesting, which is that he is being shot. This is in the first Jack Reacher movie. Cruz is trapped inside a Prius, um, <laughs> being fired at from all different angles. So he can't get his head up high enough to drive the car. And he's needs to go down a hill, but the car is facing the wrong way. He puts it in reverse essentially lying on the floor in the back and drives the car backwards down the hill around the corners and so on and so forth using the camera, using the rear view camera screen that's mounted inside the car. And I thought, that's kind of cool. And that's actually how stuntmen have done it for ages, hiding inside the trunk of the car with a little camera driving it for the stars. I mean, that is a place that they used to drive cars from for uh, more dangerous things. Anyway, um, so I will not be seeing that, and neither will anybody else. And here are two more I won't be seeing, but worth mentioning for one reason or another. Uh, yes. Ben-Hur. Oh, I saw that trailer, too. <laughs> now, it was directed by, I'm going to get this wrong, uh, Timur Bekmambetov, um, who is of some extraction. It sounds like it might be Russian or something, but I'm... I'm sure I'm wrong about that. I'm sure I'm offensively, offensively wrong. No, it is uh, Russian Kazakh. <clears throat> but he made Wanted with uh, Angelina Jolie and, uh, gosh, I can't remember the name of the guy who plays Professor, the young Professor X now in the uh, X-Men series. Um, I'll come up with it in a minute. <clears throat> and also Abraham uh, Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. This guy does big spectacle really well. Hmm. I want it as a terrific little, again, a graphic novel that's been turned into something, but it's highly entertaining and very slick and, and, uh, and fun. So, and not enough to make me want to see <clears throat> Ben-Hur. The actor whose name I couldn't think of was Jim yeah. Ma James McAvoy. McAvoy? Is in, is in Wanted, and he's just, you know, like a schlub kind of guy, but he, who, who, you know, 
in the classic tradition is a is an unwilling hero pulled into something and he does a terrific job in that uh little um <clears throat> little bit of heaven so with ben-hur the reason i even mentioned it is because jack houston is is in the lead and jack houston was on boardwalk empire and he was fantastic on that show for anyone who hasn't seen it, and I won't go into too much spoiler here, but he, he's kind of like a, a sideman or a, a henchman or a thug, but he's, he's very quiet and very thoughtful, and he's just come back from the war in the context of the story must be World War I, and he had his face kind of caved in by a, by a bullet or by shrapnel in battle, and so he wears a piece of, almost like... Um, Phantom of the Opera. He wears a, a a thing over his face to cover his deformity, but you still can see the you get the sense of there's something really wrong under there. And every once in a while, he takes it off for one reason or another. <clears throat> and he does just a really wonderful texture layered job in that part on that show. Uh, so there is what I have to say. Uh, and then the last thing is the return. It's Triple X, the return of Xander Cage <laughs> with uh, everybody's favorite uh, lunkhead, Vin Diesel. Is there, uh, not, is there not a franchise this guy will ever walk away from? He just keeps coming back and back again. So he had left the series once and now he came, he came back for the third go-round because he wasn't in the second one. Anyway. Uh, how many Triple X movies are there? <laughs> there are three. The first one he was in. The second one, I think he was replaced by Ice Cube. Cube, yeah. Or Ice Tray. I don't know. I think it was the other the the other way around. That was a very white joke, by the way. <laughs> my joke? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Anytime. Only in my head, I'm spelling it T R E Y. So it gets it a little more. Good Never save. mind. Good save. <laughs> Oh, no, I can't be saved. Anyway, that was it for trailers. A couple in there that were really uh, interesting and, and a couple that pointed me, reminded me of some really uh, good work done by some of these people at other times in their, in their career. I think As movies I often do. have about, yes, that's the whole point of the show. I've about had it. <clears throat> um, I think Star Trek Beyond was a, was a good time. I'm looking forward to another yes. installment. I'm not sure who are who's coming back and who's not. They had to talk Carl Urban into returning, and I thought he was flat out great. He didn't want to do it again, but I believe they have they have uh, Jer uh, Quinto is locked in for a fourth one, as is um, Kirk, as is uh, Chris Pine. But uh, well, I don't know about the rest of the crew. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. We absolutely that's, will. That's funny, though, that uh, Urban doesn't want to come back. Uh, he didn't want to come back for the one they just did. I mean, he's like, what am I doing? I can imagine because there's just nothing there other than going through and being silly. It's not getting him anywhere, sort of, career-wise. But just take the job, man. Someday you're not going to have jobs. Shut up and entertain us. Shut up and entertain me. Um, <laughs> you tell him. Yeah, absolutely. So that's my final take on uh, on Star Trek. Do you want to say one final word about it, your own self? No, just that. Uh, yeah, like you said, it was a little, it was uh, it was tremendous fun. Uh, there's a lot you overlook. Yes, but but in spite of that, I mean, I'll probably see it again in the theater. 
Oh, wow, that's that's cool. I was just debating that in my own head, whether I'd see it again in a theater. I'm debating whether to see it 3D the second time. That's a good call. There was a lot of stuff in there that you could just tell was meant to be... That lent itself to it. Yeah, absolutely. There was so much disorientation stuff that went on. I almost worry that I'll feel uh, seasick. You know, with, with, you know, ships, you know, the rooms people are in turning and all of that stuff. But I got... You know... Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I I have a son who hasn't seen it yet, and if he's into it, then I probably will end up seeing it again. And we'll share. Do you want to... Listen, we haven't done a, uh, a booster shot in a long time. I've got a backlog of things that I keep forgetting to talk about. Not, okay. that you can, not that you can tell from this show. Right, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but, uh, so let's do that next time. Unfiltered. Yeah. Um, and maybe sneak a, sneak a movie into it or something. We'll figure something out. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. hey, gang, uh, we appreciate if you have stuck around this far that you did so, and if you haven't, uh, then you won't even get to hear this very special salutation sign-off. Uh, as always, the doctors who love you are out. Like us on Facebook.